Chapter Three, Section One of the Greek View of Life by Goldsworthy Lowes Dickinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter Three, The Greek View of the Individual. Section One, The Greek View of Manual Labor and Trade. In our discussion of the Greek view of the state, we noticed the tendency, both of the theory and the practice of the Greeks, to separate the citizens proper from the rest of the community as a distinct and aristocratic class. And this tendency, we had occasion to observe, was partly to be attributed to the high conception which the Greeks had formed of the proper excellence of man, an excellence which it was the function of the citizen to realise in his own person, at the cost, if need be, of the other members of the state. This Greek conception of the proper excellence of man it is now our purpose to examine more closely. The chief point that strikes us about the Greek ideal is its comprehensiveness. Our own word virtue is applied only to moral qualities, but the Greek word which we so translate should properly be rendered excellence and includes a reference to the body as well as to the soul. A beautiful soul housed in a beautiful body, and supplied with all the external advantages necessary to produce and perpetuate such a combination, that is the Greek conception of well-being and it is because labour with the hands or at the desk distorts or impairs the body and the petty cares of a calling pursued for bread pervert the soul that so strong a contempt was felt by the greeks for manual labour and trade the arts that are called mechanical says xenophon are also, and naturally enough, held in bad repute in our cities, for they spoil the bodies of workers and superintendents alike, compelling them to live sedentary indoor lives, and in some cases even to pass their days by the fire, and as their bodies become effeminate, so do their souls also grow less robust. Besides this, in such trades one has no leisure to devote to the care of one's friends or of one's city, so that those who engage in them are thought to be bad backers of their friends and bad defenders of their country in a similar spirit plato asserts that a life of drudgery disfigures the body and mars and enervates the soul while aristotle defines a mechanical trade as one which 
renders the body and soul or intellect of free persons unfit for the exercise and practice of virtue and denies to the artisan not merely the proper excellence of man but any excellence of any kind on the plea that his occupation and status is unnatural and that he misses even that reflex of human virtue which a slave derives from his intimate connection with his master if then the artisan was excluded from the citizenship in some of the greek states and even in the most democratic of them never altogether threw off the stigma of inferiority attaching to his trade the reason was that the life he was compelled to lead was incompatible with the greek conception of excellence that conception we will now proceed to examine a little more in detail End of chapter 3, section 1 Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey